0: <laughs> hello 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 how are you i'm good man i'm i'm good i'm glad that i had last weekend to rest um because shit is popping and yes. i'm i feel like i'm on top of it and i'm ready for it now instead of like struggling to catch up i felt like i was weeded in life <laughs> yeah um and I no longer feel like that. I feel like I'm like, yeah, let's fucking do this. Good. You know? How about you? I'm good.
1: Um Joanna came in last night.
0: <gasps>
1: and so <sighs> we went over to Jill's and um had like a little mini cast thing and hung out with Joe for a bit and then Evan and I are getting lunch with Jill and Joanna this afternoon, so hopefully I can edit quickly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you please bid all of them hello for me. I will because I adore all of those humans.
1: Yeah, they're all pretty great. They are pretty. Um, great. Yeah. So Joanna is going to watch the run today. It's our designer run this afternoon.
0: Ooh. Um.
1: And then off book is tomorrow, I think. Damn girl. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it's good and busy but uh pretty good. good so we've gotten a shitload of snow in the last week
0: really
1: uh, yeah oh yeah they like canceled school and work on tuesday so i went home early on tuesday and we yes. had monday off for president's day and then right. friday was my rdo nice and on my rdo weeks i go home early on thursday so
0: <laughs> i worked so you worked a all day, day
1: wednesday <laughs> yeah. um But yeah, I mean, it like it was snowing like crazy, which was nice. Um, Yeah, I got my jaw massage.
0: Oh, how was that? Weird. Is your migraine going? Weird. No, it is. I didn't mean to joke. Not gone. (laughs)
1: Um, No, it's not gone, but it did help the like soreness of my jaw, which is nice. So I don't think it really did much for my brain, but. I'll probably keep going back because, like, you know, I grind my teeth and I clench my jaw and shit. And so, like, it's going to be kind of tight. I don't know
0: of anybody who has anxiety that doesn't clench their jaw.
1: Yeah. No, I think it's just.
0: Because that's how we keep our face normal. Yeah. When we're internally freaking out is you just yeah. like, so good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it was nice. I mean, it was uh, it was a little brutal. And she was, like, laughing. She's like. I don't know, massaging like down my face or whatever. And she like got to one part and she just goes, Oh. (laughs) And
0: I was like, Oh no, no.
1: Um, is is that is that bad? And she was like, You're so tense, like all through here. So I I'm a little sore and like I feel like the back of my neck is probably a a bit bruised, but uh it was a good deep massage.
0: Good. Yeah. I have a, a massage appointment coming up at the beginning of March and I'm real stoked. Just tell him like, Hey, I'd
1: really love for you to just like get into my face.
0: Can you just rub it? No, I'm not going to say no. no. you don't, no. Okay.
1: Well, anyway, shout out to Diane at Alaska massage <laughs> clinic. <laughs> Diane. Whoop, whoop. Diane. <laughs> uh, I love it. Oh gross! No, we have to break up now.
0: Oh wait, did we both say that at the same time? I thought it was an echo. Yeah. I thought I was hearing no. myself. No, that was me. a good run, episode <laughs> twenty three. Goodbye. Yeah, we got to break up. That's the end. So twenty three is this twenty three or? Is I this- think this is twenty four. Twenty four. Okay. Uh, episode twenty three was our final one, and now goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> we have another brief announcement. Um, this is the end. <laughs> Quick update. Goodbye. <laughs> Um, what are you drinking? Oh, wouldn't you I bet know? Yes. I, I bet you can't. I really bet you can't. Really? But, yeah, I. Is it not coffee? It is not coffee. I've already had no. three cups today, and so right. I. I may not have any more. Mm-hmm. As per my rules for myself, so I don't die. Yeah. Um. Plus, otherwise, you'd just be pooping all day long. All day long, and I have things to do. Yeah. Um. Okay. No, I kind of hate myself a little bit for what I am drinking, but I cannot deny that it is refreshing and delicious. I I have no idea. What is it? Hard kombucha. (laughs) Oh, I hate saying it out loud.
1: (laughs) Oh, I bet you can see my face from Chicago. (laughs) I can.
0: I can see exactly what and how far back your neck moved. (laughs) As <laughs> much as I said it.
1: Yeah, I mean you're not wrong. So okay, here's the deal. I've never had kombucha really. I mean, like I had it at Bleeding Heart once because they made a batch, mm-hmm. and it was it was fine. It
0: tasted That's like booze. <laughs> yeah, it's it's fine. I'm not a huge fan of kombucha by itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really like it. But then. Trevor started bringing home these hard kombuchas and I was like Ugh, I'll try one whatever yeah, if they're and in so I bed. tried one last week and I was like let me taste yours before you pour me one because I don't think I'm going to want one and so I tasted his and I was like whatever I'll drink it I guess <laughs> and then today I saw that there was another one in there and I was like what, what do we have here what is this that we have here and he was like yeah that one's for you I was like alright I must <laughs> I'm clearly being forced into this. So now you're a kombucha lady. Well, no, 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 no. I'm a hard kombucha lady. That means that you have to, like,
1: you have to start channeling, like, your inner...
0: Girdwood Forest Fair? Forest nymph. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just going to travel around as a portable Girdwood Forest Fair. I would love that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. My apologies if you can
1: hear my washing machine.
0: Oh, that's what that is.
1: It's extremely loud and it will only get louder because it's going to start shaking my whole house pretty soon. Cool. Um, I was painting Joanna a word picture of my home yesterday. And Mm, she was was like, she was like, I feel like you need to move. I was like, I feel like that, too. We Uh, feel the same about my house.
0: You're just. You're painting a word picture, but you're actually secretly reading a chapter from a series of unfortunate events.
1: I was like, so, like, you know, my
0: house almost, like, fell over in the earthquake. And she was like,
1: did it? And I was like, Joanna, <laughs> there are <laughs> legit cracks going up every wall of my house. Like, I watched my stair banister, like, like, wobble so much. And she was like, that that doesn't seem safe. And I was like, I agree. Okay. <laughs> I Got the same thing as More it was happening.
0: <laughs> Oof, yeah. That's horrifying in every way. Uh, I take it you're drinking coffee though.
1: I am drinking coffee, yeah. Mm. Um it's it's what Evan and I affectionately refer to as butthole coffee because it is so strong because I started brewing it at like nine forty two and then was like shit, I've got to call Reagan. <laughs> and so I just <laughs> poured what had already been brewed. So oh, it didn't yeah. really get to dilute
0: itself. Yeah, it's just the strongest. It. It's
1: just the strongest coffee. Like, I put so much creamer in this and I, I can't taste it at all. It's just straight it's coffee. Impressive. So,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah, we started labeling the coffee pots at work strong and stronger. <laughs> and there's no other options. So yeah. you either get it together or you don't drink coffee. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyway, um, I would again, like to formally welcome you, Taylor. Oh, you beat me to uh, it. Uh, to babe town, yeah. I heard you start, and I was like, no, Damn I'm just it. gonna railroad over you like. Damn it. And <laughs> I feel it. So welcomed. <laughs> Do you aggressively feel welcomed? Absolutely. Good. Man, I'm glad. Um, another
1: week, another babe, another, another two babes. babes. Uh, speaking of those babes. Mm-hmm. What year was your babe born?
0: Man, these transitions are getting smoother and oh my smoother. God. Uh, my babe was born in 1922. When was your babe born? Oh, dang. My babe was born
1: in 1906. Ha <laughs> ha. Just squeaking out ahead. Go ahead, please. Oh, my God. Okay. I was really hoping that I was going to go first because I cannot wait to tell you about this lady. I was like, I was, like, out loud to Greg as I was doing my research, being like, Greg, what the fuck? This is amazing. (laughs) Because Evan had already gone to bed. And I was just, like, talking to my cat. Like, this is so great. Okay. Reagan, have you ever heard of Josephine Baker?
0: Wait a minute. I I think she's on my list. No! Ah! I wouldn't be
1: surprised if you've heard of Josephine Baker. Good
0: call. She's She's on my list. I don't remember all the details, though, because it was one of the like I never fully did the research. So please tell me everything.
1: Great. I'm so glad that you don't remember many of the details because there are so many of them and they are all so. Not connected at all.
0: Okay. sure, 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 sure.
1: Okay. so June 3rd, 1906, uh, Frida Josephine McDonald is born in St. Louis, Missouri. We've already talked about this. It's St. Louis, not St. Louis. Yes. Because that's Louisville.
0: Yes. Okay.
1: I'm. See, I remember things. Okay, so both of her parents are performers, um, but neither of them ever really had any success in their careers, and so both of them were just super poor. Plus, everything was super segregated because it's 1906, and so that just made everything that much harder. It's just another, like, obstacle for them. Mm-hmm. Um so shortly after Frida's born her father leaves which is like like wow her poor mom is yeah. broke as shit and now also a single mother like oh my god so her mom remarries and has a couple more kids so since the family is growing so quick Frida has to start working to help pull her weight so she leaves school at the ripe old age of 8 she's 8 and starts working
0: even, what Grade is that? Is that like second grade, third
1: grade? I, yeah, I mean it's gotta be. It has to be.
0: Aren't people still taking naps at eight? I, yeah, I mean I was. If not, shit, they I mean be. I'm, I'm still taking naps at twenty-eight. Yeah, I truly almost took a nap earlier today, and I've only been up for like four hours.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I feel that. I I woke up and was like, man, I can't wait to go to sleep. <laughs> Boy, I can't wait to go back. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> So, yes, yeah, so she leaves school at eight. She starts working. She's picking up ob jobs as a babysitter, which like an eight year old babysitter. Are you kidding me? Like what like is that even like your dog? Yeah, exactly. Um, and um, she's like cleaning houses and stuff. So um, she's also. Wait,
0: I'm sorry. Can we go back? An eight year old cleaning a house. And picture for me, an eight year old on a job interview. Oh, my God. yeah
1: what i like what are your qualifications well i ate some juice this
0: morning you ate the juice you're disqualified get out of here
1: (laughs) taylor yeah i guess a
0: terrible eight-year-old job employee (laughs) or interviewee i guess oh no
1: oh this is like that shitty jeff foxworthy show like are you smarter than an eight-year-old or whatever it was we are not we have failed no, we are not. Anyway Especially continue. not this eight year old. Okay, so um so while she's like doing these jobs too, she would like dance on the street and like perform for tips. Ugh. So she's like an eight year old busker. Are you kidding me? Like what is that even like? So the whole time
0: That keep might in be mind- the best time because there's no self consciousness, it's only confidence. <laughs> That's true. So you're like, I'm the best damn thing that's ever happened. Give me your money. And be you're like a sweet little eight-year-old
1: like out on the street.
0: Yeah. Danger. Well, um, much.
1: So the whole time, like keep in mind the people that are hiring an eight-year-old to clean their house. It's going to be fucking wealthy, shitty white people. <laughs> and also it's 19 – at this point it's 19, like 15-ish. So like the racism is – Peak. So she's dealing with that as she's an eight-year-old child laborer. Oh. Cool. Um. So she returns to school two years later uh, when she's ten, and then decides, you know what? Fuck this whole situation. So at I found different things saying thirteen and fifteen and sixteen. So anyway, sometime in her early teens, she mm-hmm. runs away from home. Sure. So while she's been street performing. Her routine catches the eye of the Jones Family Band and the Dixie Steppers, which is with a traveling theater troupe. So when Mm -hmm. she runs away, she joins up with them. So she's just part of this traveling group. The Dixie Steppers. Isn't that good? So in 1921, she marries a guy named Willie Baker, uh, which is where we get the baker of Josephine Baker. Mm-hmm. And at this time she had also dropped the Freda from her name. So now she's just Josephine Baker, which is how she is known throughout history. So got it. Um, So 1923, she wins a role in shuffle along as a chorus member and then like kind of steals the show. <laughs> like people yes. were coming to the show to see her as a chorus member. Yes. Like so good. So My she goodness. kind of rides that success. She moves to New York um, and is, like, pretty successful in New York, which is pretty cool. Um, She performs in a show called Chocolate Dandies with Ethel Waters and becomes another show favorite. Um, And she's such an active performer in New York that she pops up in a lot of these shows that are now known as being part of the Harlem Renaissance. So she's one of the, like, main performers of the Harlem Renaissance, which is pretty dang cool.
0: Yeah, that's very um, cool.
1: So in the 1920s um French audiences are like obsessed with all things related to American jazz. So Josephine's like, okay, like I've been decently successful over here, like maybe I maybe I can do a show in Paris, right? So she like flies over to Paris to do a show. And they fucking loved her. Like, like people went insane for Josephine Baker. Um, she performed in a show called dance Sauvage and like wowed audiences because she wore only a feather skirt. Yes. So she said, quote, I wasn't really naked. I just didn't have any clothes on.
0: Yeah. It's different.
1: A queen. Oh my God. This fucking lady blows my mind in so many different ways. Um, (laughs) So then, so then she does a show um, at a art hall called the F- the Folies Berger Hall, Wait, which what? I'm, I'm what sure that I'm that nailing the pronunciations of these. Um,
0: oh, they mentioned that in Anastasia. Found it. Okay, carry on. Neat. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So that makes sense. Um, so... She does a show
1: called "La Folie du jour," um, and it like skyrocketed her to like absolute a-lister, huge celebrity status, because she wore a skirt made of 16 bananas. Yes. <laughs> oh and my French God. people fucking loved it, like, as like they should the whole thing is just her wearing a skirt made of
0: bananas, which that is, is the most preem Primo level of I don't give a fuck. I love it. Oh my god, that's amazing.
1: It's so funny. So um soon because of this show, she becomes one of the most popular and highest paid performers in Europe. Um Picasso, Hemingway and E. E. Cummings were all fans, to name a few. Man. Um she received over a thousand marriage proposals because of that show. <laughs>
0: um,
1: which, by the way, at this point, she's divorced. So this so there are like so many details that I'm leaving out throughout sure, this. That's fair. Some of which are that she is married and divorced, I think, like six times throughout all of this. So at this point, I think this is husband number th- three. OK, but she is. Or I guess this is probably husband number two. And we're about to start talking about husband number three era. Okay. So, um, so this show like launches her to extreme success. And we're talking like extreme success. Like she had pet leopards that she would walk up and down the Champs and yes. say,
0: which oh, is like, God, kind of wait, a dick wait. move,
1: having leopards as pets, but like a baller way to have leopards as pets. <laughs> I, I,
0: I, I, yes. Yeah. What think- is your realization? How many times have you seen the cartoon Anastasia?
1: Like three, not many times. Is she in it?
0: Yes, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they she's in it. They feature a woman in a ridiculous banana skirt walking a leopard. Yes, that's that's her. And one. I'm pretty sure she's the character that sings a folie Berger. Oh yeah, that goodness. would make sense. Because I'm gonna that's find the a show photo. That, like,
1: made her super super fucking famous
0: i'm gonna find a photo and i'm gonna post it with the answer oh yes i love love this i'm so glad
1: that you have that knowledge in your brain because that makes it so much better so
0: much useless (laughs) disney animated movie knowledge in my brain carry on i'm so not mad about it um so
1: 1936 she's like sweet fucking made it in paris it's probably time to go home and see if we can make it back in the states too. So she goes back to the states to perform Ziegfeld Follies. Um mm-hmm. but surprise sweet lady, the US is racist as fuck and they basically like like laugh her out of theater. So she's super super famous and well renowned in France and then goes back to the US and is like made out to be a joke because she's black. And so she returns to France and is like, "All right, Fuck y'all. So she returns to France. She marries a French dude and gets citizenship, quote, from the country that had embraced her as one of its own. Good. Yeah. Good. That's what I would do. I mean, yep. come on. Yeah. So um, so she, like, sets up a little estate called Les Miland, um in southern France. And, like, it's adorable and rich. Um, mm-hmm. So her career is skyrocketing she's like the top dancer in France she's making movies she had a singing career um, like she's doing it all and is super successful at all of it nothing can stop her except for World War Two so no World war II starts why does in, it always pop in always it's always there um, so World War Two starts and she's like all right cool no worries she starts working for the Red Cross during the Nazi occupation of France So then she's like, okay, well, like, I could do more. So she starts performing for the troops in Africa and the Middle East, which is cool in and of itself, but she wasn't just performing. She was smuggling encoded messages (gasps) in her underwear and her sheet music. Yes, 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 yes. She was a spy for the French resistance. Yes. So when the war ends, she's given the... Croix de Guerre and the Legion of Honor with the Rosette of the Resistance, which are two of the French military's highest honors. Oh, my God. I know. Fun wow. fact, to this day, she is still the only American to be buried with French military honors. Wow. Yep. That's amazing. Uh, yes. Yep. Um, so after the war ends, she stays at her home in Les Melandes, Um she marries an orchestra leader. <laughs> so at some point, she got divorced to that other guy. Sure. And marries this guy in 1947. Right. Um, together, they adopt 12 children from all around the world. Whoa! She calls them her rainbow tribe and would frequently take them with her on tours as a, like, lead by example of, like, hey, look, different races can exist harmoniously. It's fine. Like, it's it's fine. So
0: imagine living in that household dude all of the children all of the leopards oh my god i mean feathers and
1: bananas abounding each child probably had their like own floor of the
0: house and their own leopard and their own leopard everybody gets a leopard it was a very (laughs) dire wolf situation
1: (laughs) everyone gets a leopard um so In 19, I couldn't find an exact date, but somewhere in the early 1950s, um, Josephine returns to the US and she's like, okay, we're going to fix this. So she joins the civil rights battle um, and she makes it her mission to combat segregation because she hasn't already made enough of a difference in the world. So she, she refuses to perform in segregated audiences, which, kind of forced club owners to integrate their shows because she was such a big name. They couldn't really say, yeah, yeah, we've got Josephine Baker. And then when she f- refuses to perform, be like JK, Lowell, we're too racist to have Josephine Baker. So right. it kind of forced them to do it. What a good um, position to be in
0: her. Seriously,
1: I mean. seriously. Um, so she frequently participates in civil rights demonstrations and boycotts. Um, in 1963, the March on Washington happens and she's one of the few women speakers at the mm. march. Um, she says, quote, you know, friends, that I do not lie to you when I tell you I've walked into the palaces of kings and queens and into the houses of presidents and much more. But I couldn't walk into a hotel in America and get a cup of coffee. And that made me mad.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Ye- yes. Get obviously. them. Yeah. Get them, girl. So
1: um, eventually the NAACP names May 20th as Josephine Baker Day. So everybody mark your calendars for May 20th. Um, 1973, Josephine Baker performs at Carnegie Hall, and she is met with a standing ovation from mm. the country that had shat on her for so long. Mm. And because of that reaction, it's noted in every article that she openly wept to her audience oh. on stage. Oh. I know. I know.
0: Um,
1: so she continues to casually perform. Um, at 19, uh,
0: 1975, she Taylor. performs at the... Taylor what 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 i think the one thing we can definitely agree on is nothing about her performances were casual that is totally fair Uh,
1: (laughs) maybe occasionally perform is better okay (laughs) a better phrase um so 1975 she performs at the bobino theater in paris um which is the first of a series of performances set to mark the 50th anniversary of her paris debut like like paris loved her so much correct yes like was so obsessed with her um so she performs april 8th 1975 is the first of that series of performances set to mark her anniversary um and four days later on april 12th 1975 she dies in her sleep wow she was 68 wow i know what a life i know like, she was a performer and a spy and a civil rights activist. like And a hell of a mother. Like, what the fuck, dude? It was just, I, I, like, I was, I had, like, kind of found this lady and was like, oh, cool, like, she sounds great. And then the more that I read about her, I was like, wait, sorry, and then, and then she did what? Wait, this is, this is still the same lady that's being a spy now. <laughs> like, okay, sure, I guess. man.
0: That is amazing. so cool.
1: Yeah. And she's buried in France, which I think is very sweet. Because it is.
0: That's
1: it's where her home was. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's still the only American to be given uh, those French military honors, too, which is
0: pretty cool. Yeah. That's the kind of like, can you imagine just having a casual conversation with her? Maybe she's at a bus stop and there's somebody there that doesn't know who she is. Right. And they're like striking up this conversation and they're talking about whatever. Who cares? And she can just casually drop in like, oh, yeah, I remember when I Well, this one time I was enter any of those situations here. (laughs) Any of them. And the stranger's like, (laughs) sorry, what? Yeah. What? Yeah.
1: Every piece of her story makes me be like, hang on. Wait,
0: (laughs) wait, you did what? I look back at my life and I'm like, I was anxious to do what? (laughs) I know. I know. Shit like this.
1: Like, reading about ladies like this makes me be like, why am I nervous to do anything ever? Ever. Like, these women are like... I was that
0: I got a library card. Oh. I, that's I mean, the cutest thing I've ever heard. I waited outside with two old people for the library to open so that I could get a library card. And you know what the first book I checked out was? Please tell me. Hyperbole and a Half. Oh, my God. <laughs>
1: I've never loved you more. <laughs> oh,
0: I love my choices, but like I'm not helping people or being a spy or doing anything, I dude. Mean... And like it's
1: crazy to me that this lady was like, like such a uh, a renowned performer, and was like, okay, you know what? I can use this fame for. I can buy some leopards and I can fucking change the world. <laughs> Seriously. And, like, that's what she did. Those are, like, the two things that she did. Man. Amazing.
0: I am real Amazing. stoked about Josephine Baker Day. I think that we should all wear banana skirts.
1: Not mad about it.
0: And yell about racism. Love that. Um, I and go also. Busking. Sorry. Oh, man.
1: Yeah, absolutely go busking. Everybody just figure out your random, like, like spoons... What, what is it called? Like, spoon clicking? <laughs> I think it's
0: just called spoons.
1: Just spoons?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, everybody go get your spoons. Go find and a sidewalk. Click them. Yeah. Just slap them together. Make awful noise. Um. Okay. Let me source my shit real quick. Oh, right. Um. So, it was kind of weird, like, given how much she did, that, like, a lot of the details are fuzzy like i found different things saying that like she was fatherless which like i guess kind of because her dad left shortly after she was born but like we know who her dad is and right like why he left and then like i found a bunch of things like i found one thing that talked about she went and was waitressing at 13 and got married for like a couple weeks when she was like 16 but didn't see that anywhere else so like Anyway, a lot of the details are different between things. So it was yeah. kind of like piecing yeah, together yeah. like, okay, this is a common thing that shows up in all of them. So, right. um, so biography.com was huge. There's a great womenshistory.com article written by R. Alicia Norwood. And then Encyclopedia Britannica.
0: Man. And those Hell are, yeah. That's my source shit. Uh, that's my lady what a lady. I love what it. A lady. I love it. Well, mine's actually pretty short this week, but this lady is so cool, and she is like the queen of not putting up with your bullshit. Oh, yes. Let's get into it. All right. right. Taylor, have you ever heard of Marie Van Britton Brown? Uh, no. Oh, no. I don't think so. Okay. So Marie was over it. Okay, here we go. So October 22nd, 1922, Marie is born in Queens, New York. Uh, her father was from Massachusetts. Her mother was from Pennsylvania. She was an only child, and that is all that we know about her childhood. Cool. The Short and sweet. Um, but she was a black woman at the time, so I we can pretty much assume that the odds were stacked against her. Because yeah. people suck, as we just discussed. Yeah. Um, so Marie became a nurse, and her husband, Albert, was a electronics technician. So they just both worked weird hours. They weren't nine to five people and their particular neighborhood in Queens, the crime rate was really high. So she never really felt safe coming home by herself at night because even when something happened and the police were called, they would either never show up or they took forever to respond because of, they were like, Oh, it, it was just one of those neighborhoods that was just overlooked, you know? Yeah. Or yeah. people just assume like, oh, well, bad things happen there anyways, because ugh, anyway. Um, so she looked for any way she could to improve her own personal security. So then she becomes a nurse slash inventor. Cool. And Marie developed a device that had a camera that would scroll up and down three different level peepholes on her front door. Um, so there was like one for tall people, one for normal height people, one for short people or children. Yeah. Um, and then it would send those images to a monitor wherever the homeowner wanted that monitor via a wireless connection. So then she could see whoever was at the front door. Right. Oh, it's so cool. She invented home That's security. So cool. She was pissed off and she invented home security. Wow. I, In like I freaking love 40s? it. the 40s? 60s. In the 60s. Wow. But st- I mean, yeah. Uh, so also it had microphones. It had two-way microphones so that you could talk to whoever was at the front door. And there was a button so that she could alert the authorities immediately if she needed to. And she rigged it so that you could unlock the door remotely if it was just like somebody you forgot was coming over or an unexpected guest or something. She had remote unlocking capabilities for her front door in the 60s. That she... I don't... That's amazing. Holy shit. Yeah. I don't... Anyway... Um, So the patent was filed in 1966 under the title Home Security System Utilizing Television Surveillance. Um, It was approved three years later, and the invention gained, obviously, well-deserved recognition. It got an award from the National Scientists Committee. There's no year listed, so probably 1969. Um, And then an interview with the New York Times on December 6, 1969, which was literally days after it was approved and because it was 1969 though her husband's name got second billing on the patent because she was the one that did it when it was advertised it was sent out as albert brown and his wife marie which is one of my biggest pet peeves of all time Ew, i hate it so fucking much gross like all all of the times that it's just like blah 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 and wife Oh, That's that shit or. that like, yeah. There's that.
1: I don't. I'm not gonna be able to remember who it was, but it was like an Olympian and his wife, who's also an Olympian. And the yes. article was about her, and they listed it as like this guy's wife. And yeah. he retweeted it and was like, she has a name and her own career. <laughs> like, oh my god, I hate it.
0: What are you talking about? I hate yeah. it. Anyways. Um, Sexism is cool, man. It's it's so rad.
1: It's so good.
0: Huge fan of it. I love it. It's
1: definitely a great part of society.
0: It doesn't infuriate me constantly. Okay, while we're talking about sexism, I'm just gonna brief caveat. I'm gonna. Okay, I have to vent about something real quick. Tell me. So at work, this past week, there are two main like bathrooms. The women's, at least I know the inside, it has four stalls, right? I'm assuming the men has a couple and some urinals. Great. Yeah. And then there are two private bathrooms that are handicap accessible and have showers and they're just the like single stall, right? Mm-hmm. And unisex. Great. So I go in in the morning to one of the unisex ones and the seat is up. And so I'm like, I roll my eyes and I put it down and I use the restroom and leave. What? Whatever. And then a few hours later, I go back in, and the seat's up again. And I was like, come on, you guys. Seriously? You're grown adults. Okay. So I put it down again. Everything's fine. So later, another one of our supervisors had a meeting, like, just popped in during our break and was like, hey, guys, real quick announcement. Uh, it has come to our attention multiple times today from other people, I guess, that – uh, the lids keep being left up in the unisex bathrooms. So just like real quick, if you are able to stand when you pee, just put it down for the people that can't. And immediately, like three dudes were like, why can't you just use a paper towel? Why can't you just use your foot? Like you don't have to use your hand. Ew. There are other ways that you can put it down. And they were like, or if you lift it, you put it back. Right. And they kept arguing it. They were like, I just don't, like, you can use a paper towel. You can use your foot. Like, why can't you put it down? I was like, you're all in your 40s. What are you doing? <laughs> you are grown-ass men. And you are embarrassing yourselves. Wow. Gross. It made me so angry. I was, yeah. Anyway, back to sexism in the 60s. <laughs> it just...
1: Uh, Super fun
0: topic. Ha- okay. Ba-ba-ba-ba, the patent. Right. Okay. So there's a drawing for the patent of like that shows, you know, all the little different details and how it works and everything. And my favorite thing in the world, I'm definitely going to include it in the photos for the week. The, the like official drawing for the patent features a woman lying in bed, just cozy as fuck. And then on her TV screen are projected images from the, like, shady dude at the front door. Wow. And it's just sort of the most, like, <laughs> she's literally lying in bed, like, nope. <laughs> I love it so very much. Um, so her idea and her basic, like, outline of it came from other closed-circuit television technology that they use in military surveillance to see Nazi missile testing from a distance. But then she was the one that actually brought technology, that technology into the home and was quoted by saying a woman alone could set off an alarm immediately by pressing a button. Or if the system were installed in a doctor's office, it might prevent holdups by drug addicts. (laughs) (laughs) Like,
1: I mean, those are the only two situations
0: and a way to (laughs) market, you know, (laughs) you're on it. Uh, Her invention literally laid the foundation for home security systems that use the video monitoring, remote control door locks, push button, like every part of instant messaging to security providers and police, two-way communication. It's used in small businesses, small offices, single family homes, multi-unit dwellings. I mean, it's everywhere. Yeah. Um, Their patent was referenced by 13 other inventors, including some as recently as 2013. Wow. People are still referencing her patent as like, oh yeah, I just kind of updated blah blah blah, you know? Yeah. That's cool to me. Today, it is used in everything. Um, but there is no evidence that Marie ever sold the idea or pursued financial gain at all from it. She just wanted to keep herself safe. Wow. Well. According to a 2016 New Scientist, which is a magazine, report, 100 million concealed closed-circuit cameras are now in operation worldwide. Wow. And it said, this this quote, man. Now we're the ones being watched, whether we knocked or not. Spooky. Spooky. Uh, Later in her life she said that wondering who was on the other side of her door was always something she regretted doing. I'm like, yikes. That's horrifying. Yeah. Everything's fine. Um, she had two children, one of which was named Norma. Norma Cute. went on to become a nurse and an inventor as well because Cute. fuck Yeah. Uh, and then Marie died on February 2nd, 1999, and we don't know how or why, but she was 76 wow. years old. And that's literally all of the information that I could scour about Marie Van Britten Brown. I mean, that's great. Isn't that cool? I'm so wow. proud of her. I love her. Cool I'm lady. also really fucking thankful for her. <laughs> yeah, really. Ugh. Anyway, um, Same. to source my shit. It was a lot of like one of those where every article has the same exact information. Mm-hmm. So just reading 17 articles to try and find like one more detail somewhere else. Um, Wikipedia, study.com, americacomesalive.com. There was an article on prezi.com by Isabella Knoll, which seemed like it had a lot of flourish, mm-hmm. but it seemed believable. I was like, yeah. I mean, probably an assumption, but I'll buy it. Um, There was a awesome article by Stephanie Buck on timeline.com. And then the main one that I used was by Rebecca Hill on blackpass.org. Nice. That's my babe. There that she was is. great. Love her glory.
1: I loved that.
0: Black women inventors. We owe them so much. So much. <laughs>
1: So much, all the time.
0: All the time, always, forever. Yeah. Man, good one. Thanks, man. You too. Fuck. How are we already, I don't know, it goes so fast. So fast. Um, will you tell me who your babe of the week is?
1: I will. Um, I think that my babe of the week is two babes. Okay. Um, and I think that they've been my babes before. Sure. But I think they're gonna be my babes for a different reason this week. I think mean,
0: if it was the same reason. If it's somebody that positively influenced your week and encouraged you, fuck it.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um it's definitely Broad City as a whole. Beautiful. I have been watching so much Broad City and like it's just it just might be the perfect show because it's just so relatable and like just it's so funny and it's so on the nose about how it is to be a lady in modern society and I just I love it I just love it so much it made me yeah. laugh and it made me feel like okay yeah I'm not the only one that feels this way cool good to know
0: a hundred percent
1: it was just nice it was like it was like having an episode of babetown every day
0: yes god you can know? you imagine
1: Mm, so much work.
0: <laughs> mm, so so much work. <laughs> so much
1: work. Uh, yeah. So I think that um I think the broads of Broad City are my
0: broad are my babes.
1: Week. Yeah. I love that. They're my broads of the week.
0: I'm sure. also a huge fan of the word broad. I love it. I think that I would love when I'm older for someone to be like, ah, what a broad. I love like, that. Thank you. Yeah.
1: I'll call you a broad.
0: Oh, thank you. I'll call you a broad. I'll call you,
1: I'll call you broad all day long do this yeah
0: um who's your babe my babe i am so excited to finally say is my therapist fuck yeah dude she is the dopest human i love her so deeply (laughs) um at first i was like obviously i was nervous because i've never been to therapy i've never had a therapist i like was really excited, but I didn't know what to expect. And I was like, how do you, obviously the first few sessions are going to be awkward because you're getting to know each other, you know, mm-hmm. and like seeing if it's a good fit and everything. And she is so precious. Um, she will occasionally stop me to explain something usually pertaining to theater. Um, Cause English is her second language. And so she'll occasionally pause me and be like, wait, what does this mean? What is Amazing. that? And so we'll go back and we'll explain it. She's like, Oh, okay. I get it. Go, go, go. Um, and so I'll keep, you know, going on whatever. Um, but she asked me how I felt after our session was over and I was like, honestly, I feel really good. Like I feel, you know, when that weight is lifted after you get everything mm-hmm. out and it's just like, ah, oh, it's all going to be okay. And I'm good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure that they train them to say this and it's not whatever, but she's very good at being genuine. Um, she was like, well, it was, it was my honor to get to know you today. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go cry on the train. Oh my God. Everything's fine. It's my honor, Ling. I love you. Can I hug wow. you too soon? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it was wow, just the best. And she would like refer back to her notes and ask for, if I hadn't mentioned someone's name, she would ask for someone's name so that later on she'd be like, and how does that affect your relationship with so-and-so? And is it different? You know, she, 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 I, it's the best 10 out of 10 would recommend to a friend.
1: Wow. Great. I'm cool. so happy for you.
0: I'm so stoked. I cannot wait to go back.
1: <laughs> That's great. I'm so glad you were able to find one.
0: Too, And she's so sweet. And I just... I I feel like there's someone in my corner that is not involved, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Which was exactly what I was looking for. It was like someone objective who doesn't know any of these people, who doesn't know any of this, mm-hmm. but can objectively look out for my mental health. That's um, great. It's the best. Congrats. Thanks. I will say though it was far more difficult than it should have been to find her. And I'm really upset with the system and yeah. the country as a whole. And I had a day where I got so upset about it that I made a, baked a bunch of cookies. Um, so let's fix the system so that everybody can have easy access to whatever kind of mental health help that they need.
1: That sounds great. I'm super yeah. down with that. Let's me and you together. Just the yeah. two of us do it.
0: Just us. No one else. We don't want any yeah. help. Yeah. Get away from us with your help and volunteering. God
1: get right on out of here
0: I'm totally kidding please help us <laughs> um <laughs> oh god wow another one down another one down, man Already. I it's it goes so fast I don't mm. get it it's almost like I love talking about awesome women Ugh.
1: weird <laughs> so weird um
0: dang yeah dude what a good one what a good week for babes, I mean. So many babes. In, in the babe town. I guess uh, if you guys are here and you're listening and you're with us, I love you. I appreciate you. Thanks for being a babe. <laughs> I did owe that, all of that. Maybe um, follow us. Maybe subscribe, subscribe sus- to us. Subscribe to us. Subscribe. Maybe leave us a review.
1: Yeah, you know, can even rate us if you want. You can't well, like you swipe could. right or left. I don't know no. which one is good because I'm either Tinder illiterate, but you can rate us. So you
0: can't. If and that, that's just one tap, you know.
1: Yeah, good news. It's easy. Really um,
0: great.
1: we're at Babetown Pod on everything you can think of, and uh, we'd love if you let your friends know that you listen yeah. to a cool thing.
0: We would also love if you let us know via our Gmail, Baton pod, uh, women that you think are dope or your babes of the week, or I don't know, cool family stories, just women tell us cool stories, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We're down. Um, well, shit, dude. Yeah, dude. I love this. Shit. Indeed. I love this. And I'm a, I'm a real big fan of you. Yeah. I'm a pretty big fan of you too. <laughs> Well, I can't wait to uh, call you this week. Yeah. For another uh, one of these. Love you. Love, love this. love you. And uh, love have both. a good week. Thanks. You too. Thanks. I will. <laughs> we love you guys also. You guys have a good week. Or like, don't. Like, we're not going to tell you how to live your life. <laughs> I'm not going to make you. God. <laughs> Half the week you're going to have. Jeez. <laughs> um, <laughs> all
1: right. Well, I love you. And I will talk to you this week. All right. Sounds good. Okay, bye.